Welcome back into the Shots Aside podcast. Uh, I'm here joined by Matt Rungi. I'm your host, Alex. Uh, today, we are talking about the Cleveland Cavaliers. If you missed our last episode on the Chicago Bulls, make sure to check it out. Um, roster for the for the Cleveland Cavaliers, um, as of now, uh, Darius Garland at point guard, Karis LeVert at shooting guard, Lamar Stevens, uh, they got Laurie Markkinen, Isaac Okoro, Dylan Windler, uh, power forward Evan Mobley, Chetty Osman, Dean Wade, Isaiah Mobley, who they got in the draft as a rookie, uh, Jarrett Allen at the center, Kevin Love from last year, and Robin Lopez. Uh, so additions they just added this year, Raul Neto, who they got from the Washington Wizards, Ricky Rubio, I, be, I believe they got in trade. Um, I, think I mentioned they just re-signed him. Oh, re-signed him. Okay. Well, Perfect. they traded him in that Levert trade because he had torn his ACL, and then right. they just signed him back. Right. Yeah. He played for a little bit um, with Cle- Cleveland last year. Um, Robin Lopez, who at, they added for center depth. Um, they got Oche Igbaji in the draft at number 14, I believe, as a rookie, uh, and Isaiah Mobley, who I mentioned earlier in the second round. Um, subtractions, they lost – Rajon Rondo at point guard. I mean. Legend. Can, <laughs> legend, but they can deal without him. Uh, Brandon Goodwin, who didn't really add much. Moses Brown, who got some playoff uh, minutes last year, who you definitely could tell that he did not contribute as well as they thought they would thought, or thought he would, as, lo- as well as Ed Davis, who did not uh play that well um colin sexton is still a restricted free agent i kind of predict that he will end up signing back with cleveland because he hasn't got any deals um matt what are your thoughts on this roster so far as it is constructed yeah i think uh they did a great job of uh, improving on areas that they needed um one of the most you know, like glaring was like backup center depth, which they addressed with Robin Lopez, um, especially, like, when Jared Allen was out. Like, you, I mean, Moses Brown, he, he was okay, but it was pretty much a dumpster fire. Um, so Robin Lopez should help in that area. A dumpster fire, <laughs> um, huh? <laughs> yeah, for the most part. I mean, you could definitely tell that they're lacking in that department, especially, right. like, Darius Garland and Jared Allen just have set, such a great pick and roll lob like combo that's um, pretty tough to match for any like even Robin Lopez won't be able to match that completely but should do a little bit better. Um, he's good at, those, he's then, good at those hook shots though. Yeah, that's true, and I think he can shoot a little bit from the outside. I'm not positive about that though. I know his brother mm, can. Mid rangers mostly. Mid rangers mostly. Okay. Um, then I think they really addressed their backup guard depth too. Um, Ricky Rubio played really nice with them when he was healthy last year. Um, I'm not sure if he'll be healthy at the start of the season because he tore his ACL, but he could be. Um, then I think Raul Neto is a, a solid backup point guard, I think. Um, definitely not a starter, but a good, solid backup in my opinion. Um, at least until Ricky gets back. 
and then also adding a baji it's a tongue twister um <laughs> I, I think he's great like three and d type player that he's he looked pretty good so far in the summer league and then um i think uh get i think the well like what do you think they'll do with colin sex and do you think he's for sure coming back and if so do you think he's coming off the bench or do you think he's starting or are they putting Levert off the bench? What do you think's going on there? Yeah. So, I mean, Colin Sexton, we saw play pretty well last year, um, scoring the ball, but, um, I think just because of his injury, you see in the off, you know, off season market that, you know, he didn't get the respect that he really deserves. And, you know, for that reason, he hasn't got a contract from any other team. And, I think this is where Cleveland re-signs him, and this is kind of like a prove-it year for him. So if he can I – th- I think this year is where he kind of proves himself and and brings his market value up. And if Cleveland wants to possibly trade him, they can, which, you know, with the depth that they put into that point guard position and shooting guard position with – you know, adding Oche at the shooting guard position as a rookie who really showed out in, in summer league along with Isaiah Mobley, Evan Mobley's brother, who has shown to be a good facilitator along with rebounder, um, maybe a little bit slower, but, um, and then also Ricky Rubio coming back. I don't know when he's going to be back. You kind of mentioned on his injury earlier. And then uh, another summer league standout for the Cleveland Cavaliers, RJ Nemhard, who, was averaging close to 20 points per game in the summer league. Um, I think it really puts not only pressure on Colin Sexton to perform this next year, but also if, if he does feel that pressure, does he slip a little bit more with how much you can get in return for him? That might Mm -hmm. be the question, but I, I think the goal is to bring Colin Sexton back play him at that shooting guard position, have Karis Laverse come off the bench as kind of that backup shooting guard facilitator action. And then, you know, if if you get that value in Colin Sexton, you might see him as like a trade deadline, you know, asset to be able to trade um, before the trade deadline. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think, uh, you know, right now if – if they trade Colin Sexton, it kind of be trading at a low point. Whereas I think, I think he can get some of his value back. Uh, I mean, each year he's been in the league, uh, he's went up four four points per game, and uh, his scoring totals. He's been a pretty consistent three point shooter, uh, averaging around thirty eight percent for his career, which is pretty solid for guard. I, I know he gets a lot of flack for his shooting, but I think he. For the most part, he's pretty pretty good. I mean, the biggest thing is he's can be sometimes pretty inefficient, um, not even necessarily just shooting threes, but more just like, I mean, with Darius Garland healthy, he's not going to be getting 18 field goal attempts per game like he was getting a year ago. Um, so I think the biggest thing for him is just trying to be a little bit more efficient with his shots and taking good shot selection and, um, bringing that young bowl intensity on defense that we've seen flashes at times. Um, 
but wasn't always there. So I think if he can bring the defensive intensity, I think uh, he could uh, really inflate his value. And, I mean, the Cavs could even choose to want to keep him long-term because he's only, uh, I think, like, what, 23 years old, 24 years old almost. Um, yep, 23. You know, so that they could be interested in even keeping him if, um, and maybe, like, moving Levert if he ends up being depending on how he does. Um, but I think it, I think you're right though, in terms of like why I think they'll probably start Garland and then him at the two and bring Levert off the bench as a nice six man. Um, you could put Levert at the small forward and Garland at the two, but I think it makes more sense to bring him off the bench and have Laurie start. Cause I think uh, Levert would be a better six man than Laurie would be. Um, in my right. opinion, they like they like to play that big lineup as well. Yeah, and I, you know, this this Cavs team just has like, I mean, their their whole backup Loaded rotation talent. is on, on, honestly pretty solid. Like K Love, um, Okoro, Baji, Rubio, um, Karis LeVert off the bench. Then, um, I've I've seen some rumors that. Uh, CD or Ch- Chetty Osman might be on the the move. Um, yep, they weren't because they weren't thrilled with his playoff or play-in performance and down the stretch performance. So that's something to keep an eye out for. Um, what are your thoughts about him? You think you think that they should move on from him, or I I think I mean he's been with the team since even like the LeBron James days. So, yeah, think, even with that, era. Know, yeah, yeah. I mean, even with that era, I mean, Chetty was, I think he was mainly a spot up kind of three, three guy, you know, maybe he could get some going to the basket cuts, but I mean, defensively, he's not that great. And obviously, I mean, even in the playoff time this last year, Dean Wade kind of came up, you know, and rose above him in, in the, that aspects of playing more minutes than he did. Um, but I just want to touch base on, you know, this is, this is Darius Garland and Jared Allen's team, but it's also their rookie from a year ago, Evan Mobley's team. I mean, 33.8 minutes a game. I mean, I talked about this in our, you know, previous five episodes, but Cade Cunningham, you know, Evan Mobley, Scotty Barnes, we talked about Scotty Barnes and Cade Cunningham in the previous you know, five episodes in the Detroit Pistons and uh, Toronto Matt no, we're, Raptors. We're, we're going to be talking, talking about Cade. Cade's coming up. Oh, yeah, that's – yeah, yeah, Cade's coming up. We <laughs> talked about Scotty Barnes, but – Yeah, yeah <laughs> I forgot about that uh, uh, Cade's coming up. But, uh, I mean, this rookie class from a year ago really showed out. And, it, you know, when you look at Evan Mobley's numbers – 33.8 minutes a game, 15 points a game, shooting 50% on 8.3 rebounds, 2.5 assists, and almost two blocks. Um, you know, maybe his three-point shooting gets a little bit better from 25% per game. But, I mean, a great young core from, you know, Darius Garland's their star player from the get-go. Jared Allen was a great trade piece that they, you know, brought in from Brooklyn. Um, kind of a steal, honestly, in that in that trade. And then, you know, you got that building block around Evan Mobley, who I think is going to be a real stud in this league 
on the defensive end, but also once he brings in that offensive game that he's shown this past year, I think this Cleveland Cavaliers team, when healthy, can be a, a solid, you know, five, four, six seed in the East that can cause some havoc going forward. Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, they're only rising, uh, gonna rise. Um, their rise actually kind of reminds me a little bit, like, of the Memphis Grizzlies. If if uh, players take certain strides this season, I think we could definitely maybe start to see them as like a probably like a top four seed if uh, everybody's healthy and they continue to rise. Um, so I think you know Garland, like, part of what like they were doing really good in the. Um, up until Jared Allen got hurt too, like Garland and Allen, an all star like, break. You know they're a terrific like pick and roll combo. It's like almost like at times unguardable just because of like how mobile Allen is for his size. Um, and he's also he's really good at um, catching bounce passes too. Like not a lot of centers can struggle sometimes with catching bounce passes, but um, Jared Allen is great at being able to handle it, and he doesn't have stone hands or butter fingers like some centers do. <laughs> right. Um, so that, that that's really – I mean, we, we used to see that at times with uh, D'Angelo Russell and him, but um, Garland found that same mojo with him. So I think they're going to be fun to watch. And then uh, the thing I'm looking for a little bit out of, of Mobley and his progression is uh, I, I want to see him shoot a little bit better from the outside. You know, I'm not I'm not expecting him to be like just like an amazing outside player, but I I want to see him like keep defenses a little bit more honest, and then that opens up the pick and roll a little bit more when he can shoot a little bit better. I believe he was like something around like 25 percent from three this year. So I yeah, mean, I mentioned ideally earlier. Yeah, ideally you'd like to see that move up to around like I think 30 percent. Like I. I mean, 35% would be what you'd really want, but like 30% would be okay, I think. Um, 32% is, I think that's, 32%. it keeps teams accountable for having to guard him from out there. Yeah. And I think, like, you know, that would that would be really nice to see. I think his defense is only going to get even better, too. Like, at, the more you get, like, aware of what other people do in the NBA and stuff like that. Um, you know, I saw, I saw him it's just a workout, but I saw him working out with, uh, like in some open runs with KD the other day. Um, I think they're in Los Angeles maybe. Um, but Sounds about you right. know, just going, you just going up against guys like that, like in like pickup games and stuff like that helps you to like, you know, see how star players use certain moves to try to get open and stuff like that. And like being able to find counters to that as a defender to help you progress. Um, I think he's on the right path too, and you know, I was it, it was kind of funny watching him going up against KD because they're about the same height. Um, right. So like, he was you could see him try to like use some like similar moves a little bit to try to score on KD, and you know, it was kind of interesting to watch. I I don't think he'll be as like he'll never be as like fluid with the handle as KD, but he's also a better defender, like paint rim protector than KD. So like. It's cool to see him, you know, like progress. And I, I think him and Garland will be a huge part of their future. Um, Jared Allen too, but I think those two are going to have to be the superstars on the team in order to 
take them to the biggest heights in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, like you touched point on like KD's never been surprisingly never been a defensive uh, first team or second team. I think that is definitely in the, in the, you know, hands of Evan Mobley. I think he can definitely be a first team, second team defender uh, in this league. Um, A main question I kind of have for you is, I know you touched base off of the comparison between the Grizzlies and Cavs just based off their young talent, but do you think the Cavs could make a Grizzlies type of jump this season in the Eastern Conference and finish as a top four seed? Yeah, I think that I think they could. I, I think, um, like I said, that health definitely will play a role in it this year, um, as it does for any team, really. So. Um, I think the biggest thing for them will just be like, you know, as a rookie, you kind of make some mistakes that like you think that like somebody like Evan Mobley will like hopefully like not make quite as many. But like even as a rookie, like, I mean, you heard it from players around the league, too, when they talk about Evan Mobley, like veteran players that like they're pretty surprised at how, how good of a defender he is as a rookie. So, I mean, you only expect that to get even better. Um even just watching him just as a fan too, like just seeing like the way he alters shots is like pretty impressive to me. I think uh, he does such a great job of, uh, you know, not, you know, like staying on his feet and not falling for certain things. And like, I think he, he has great, great body control when it comes to being a rim protector. And I think that's key. Like you could see that, like um, that teams were definitely having trouble, like, driving on uh jared allen and uh evan mobley and really like it they take a ton of pressure off of guys like um darius garland and um colin sexton or whoever's playing on the perimeter for them because whoever yeah because they know that like if somebody does go by them they can they have backup protection that can be a deterrent at the rim so that it teams don't get easy buckets um so i think you know i think they they could be a really solid team this year um do i think they're what i've considered them as like a favorite out of these probably not yet but i think they're definitely in the direction and it honestly would not surprise me if they made it to like a hawks type run to the conference finals and i i even think personally that they're better long-term maybe than the Hawks just because definitely I'm not totally sold on the Hawks. I'm sold on Trey Young. Trey Young is a fantastic player, but right. as a total team, I think I like the Cavs a little bit better. Right. Yeah. I think the Cavs have, I mean, I know the Hawks added DeJounte Murray, added some good depth and, you know, yeah. have a solid team, but I, I like the viewpoint that you put into that where, you know, they're kind of like, the Atlanta Hawks of a couple of years ago where, you know, they, lo- they won the first round, they won the second round, made it to the conference finals, ended up losing, but they had a promising team where if you're an Atlanta fan, you were really excited about what the future held. And I think this is the same exact thing when it comes to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Like I think they have a good young promising core where you can build around this. And even in a division that holds the Milwaukee Bucks and the Chicago Bulls, I think you have a chance to be able to be 
a top five seed where you can make some some push into the playoffs and if healthy possibly push forward um i you know right now with this division i think you know milwaukee's you know obviously up a top atop of this list in the, in the division. Um, I think Chicago can definitely make a case for number two. Um, I'm going to make a bold prediction. I think Cleveland is the number two in this division. I think, I think they have more depth than the Chicago bulls. And I think, um, I think they're going to be a solid five, four seed in the East. That is my bold call for this next upcoming year. And I think they're going to be better than Chicago for sure. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I like that prediction. I think, um, you know, I, I would even go as far as to saying I, I think that they will be uh, not only a playoff team, but I think they'll be out of the play-in. So I think they'll be a top six team where they don't have to be in the play-in this upcoming season as long as they stay healthy. Obviously, like, that goes for any team. But I think if they stay healthy, Health I is think, key. Yeah, I think I think they're top sixteen this year. Um, I I like this team a lot. I like their offseason moves. Um, you know they could they could even end up, you know, like a move that I think that they could even end up doing too would be like if they move on from um, Osman. I think with his con, I think he's worth like seven million or something like that. So like, I think they could end up bringing him. I think he might yeah, be worth like ten or eleven. Or whatever he's worth, I think they could end yeah. up bringing in like a backup center or power forward that could even ha- help him even more. Because I, you know, I like Robin Lopez, but I think, I mean, I think you could definitely even have somebody a little bit better even too. So um, that might be an option to look at for them. Um, and that, I mean, they just have so many options too. Because like, they can go small with like Caleb and Mobley if they want to take. Like if teams like try to like go small ball on them or whatever and try to get Jared Allen off the floor, um, so they could go small too if they want to. Or I mean, they they just have such a versatile team in my opinion, um, and they even have like sometimes I even forget about like Isaac Okoro, um, yeah. who was just a first round pick like what two years ago. Um, who knows? Maybe he even progresses too, but. Um, so I think he he's even younger than um, the person that they just drafted, Abaji. So um, yeah, you never really know. But I think you know they just have depth everywhere, and I think um, this is definitely they they do remind me so much of the Memphis Grizzlies. That's why like if some if Garland or like Mobley takes like a jaw type leap a little bit, um, then I could see them being pretty good because. Uh, that was kind of why Memphis is so good is because they have just like in tons of depth everywhere that it's like tough to compete with. Um, they even gave the Warriors some problems too. Um, even like going back to like the year before they beat them in the play-in game. Um, so I, you know, I can, I think uh, even last year, like they, I know they lost uh, the Hawks and Trey Young froze them out and he got the shivers going in Cleveland when they beat them. But, uh, yeah, I think, I think they could, I think they could, um, 
give them a better series with Jared Allen, a little bit more healthy and some of the additions they made this offseason. So the future is definitely bright in Cleveland. I think they're finally starting to move on from the LeBron James era and kind of create their own new era. Um, They've even started to move on from that era by – making some new jerseys for this upcoming season. Uh, they got three new unis coming out. Um, I don't know if we'll, we'll post that somewhere for you guys to see since you, you guys obviously can't see on the podcast yep. portion. Um, we'll definitely yeah, post them on our, our Instagram pages, um, social media, but they had a white, white Jersey, a maroon Jersey, and then an all black Jersey that, um, look pretty fresh for this upcoming season. Um, before you get any more in depth of the Jersey acquisitions that they've kind of brought in, um, I think the only difference between the Memphis Grizzlies and them is, you know, Memphis made a couple second round picks in, you know, in bringing in Desmond Bain and bringing in, um, uh, um, Who's their backup center power forward? Um, Brandon Clark. Oh, Brandon Clark. Yeah. Yeah, So like bringing in those two second rounders really. um, Desmond Bain is a first rounder. Late first rounder? Late. Yeah. Late first rounder. Yeah. So like, you know, bringing in those late first rounders, early second rounders is a, a big impact of, of how your team's depth is going to really progress throughout the season, even with the star talent or, you know, stars you already have. Um, I think that's the only difference between a Memphis Grizzlies team that has proven they can win in the playoffs versus a Cleveland team who can show that they can get into the playoffs, but, you know, maybe health and depth cause a little yeah. bit of problems of getting any further, um, well, yeah, it helps have somebody like K-Love, though, who's been a champion. Right, right. Um, but going out of the jerseys portion, you know, I, I love um, even past, like, the, the Cleveland jerseys. Like, they, they came out with some Bucks jerseys that kind of have, you know, some horns or antlers, you should say, on the jersey that look pretty cool. Uh, I know the Spurs have an all-black jersey that, that's pretty cool that they came out with. And I think uh, if you want to touch base on the the Wizards jersey, which I think was hands down the best jersey. Yeah, so there so far there's been, um, I believe, 12 jerseys that have came, came out so far. The Cavs jerseys, the Jazz new uniforms, those were the two that totally changed uniforms. And then a couple of... Uh, throwbacks but the the wizards one's a really cool one it's an all pink one um the cherry blossom one it's supposed to be and it's one of the first jerseys where um they partnered up with their mlb team who also came out with a cherry blossom jersey so that's washington pretty cool to nationals see. um yeah the washington nationals um i think they debuted theirs already because it's during the baseball right. season um right but I think that that's actually kind of a cool thing. Like it'd be cool to see like other teams do that, like the Twins and T Wolves and like Dodgers and Lakers and stuff like that. It'd be cool to see them have like a similar jersey that they can both rock. Um, 
I think I, I just like these Wizards jerseys in general just because, you know, I think a lot of detail went into it, like the floral, like cherry blossom pattern on, on the sides of the jersey looks real nice. And then, um, you know, it kind of just gives you like a different look too, like, you know, that you're not necessarily used to seeing, but um, isn't something that, you know, it just like looks like took little effort to put together kind of like some of these other jerseys, like the, the Cavs maroon ones kind of looks like a practice jersey. Uh, not a ton of <laughs> detail put into it, but like the cherry blossom one, I, I love the detail put into it and uh, it'll be interesting and cool to see the Wizards rock it. You know, hopefully they can perform well in those jerseys. Right. Yeah. I mean, we've seen in the past where like there's been Jersey releases and you know, they're not anything that we're really, you know, hyped about, but like, I, I feel like this 12, you know, case of jerseys that they came out besides the jazz jerseys. I'm not a big fan of the jazz jerseys, <laughs> but I, I think uh, what they've came out with, with, you know, the Cavs jerseys, Spurs jerseys, um, the Nets jerseys, and then the Wizards jerseys, I think they're pretty cool to look at. And um, I am really hyped about them coming out this next season. So uh, you can't say that a lot about, you know, especially with like the Washington jerseys where you have something that, you know, goes with a different sporting event that can kind of intertwine with that, which is super fun to like imagine you know, being a part of. So, you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing some of these jerseys come into fruition. And um, I think it's going to be great to, to to really talk about in the future. But um, with that being said, um, it's been 160, what, three days? Three, yeah, I think three or four. Yeah. Yeah. 163 days since Brittany Griner's been detained in Russia. Um, I thought it was Ukraine. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> but uh, all jokes aside, we are we are we are really looking forward to Brittany Griner, Brittany Griner, BG, the OG BG coming back to the U.S. Uh, yeah, I think um, it's getting close to playoff time for the WNBA too, isn't it? It is, yeah. Um, so I think hopefully she's got... back by then. Uh, that'd be nice, right? Yeah. Just honestly, I'm not even worried about the you know her playing games anymore. It's just you know just having her back with her family, her supporting yeah. cast, her people that love her, and we love her here at Shot Side, and we hope that she comes back as soon as possible. Um, I mean, we really, we really want that to happen soon, but until then, um, uh, make sure to follow us on, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at shots side. We also have a Twitter account or a TikTok account that we just started up at shots side. Uh, make sure to check out that. Um, we also have a Gmail account at shotside at gmail.com. Make sure to send your uh, any comments or talking points that you want us to talk about in future episodes that we can for sure do. Um, but until next time, guys, from us at Shotside, peace out. Peace. Mm-hmm.